suffering from exhaustion Life beating down so you still play cautious Need you to search deep inside of your conscience At least whatever monsters are keeping you from your progress I know that you gon' find a way Never give up, tomorrow could be the brightest day Follow the light, and I promise you gon' find a way I know that you gon' find your way but yeah, like uh, the video game scene is 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 kind of crazy because like you can hide or you can tell a lot of stories in there that could be true, could be false, could be made up, could be imaginary, could be actual events, whatever. And you can go yep. as far as you want. Yeah, and the cancel culture people or the authorities or whoever wants to hide that message from everyone aren't going to take 30 hours to go figure it out. Right. Like, you know, it takes a long time to beat a video game. Well, and that's massive and huge and has a huge story. So anyone who is taking the time to actually put in to beat an entire video game is not your average person who's trying to keep information from people. Right. And, um, uh, you know, good luck. I, I mean, I think they have tried to do it and maybe have been successful in it, but in, you know, very few cases, but to try to cancel culture a video game is very difficult because people are going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Well, what they do mainly is say there's too much killing and death. So you have to make this for mature or, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing they try to do with rap music. You know, they're like, this is unacceptable. So that's basically, they, they put it all into one category. But as far as delving into the messages that are inside video games, it's nearly impossible. It would be impossible for them to figure that well, out. Well, even like the killing and stuff part, right? Like I've played some crazy games where, like I think there was one called um, See No Evil. I think that's what it was called. Okay. And it was a straight mm -hmm. up like s horror movie serial killer fucking video game. Or, like, any of, like, the Resident Evils, you know, those are kind of creepy. Um, even to, like, mm -hmm. your mainstream ones, like your Call of Duty, right? You're literally going out yep. killing. Your job is to kill everybody around you. Right. Yeah, and there's the idea, does does the media encourage violence? Does Do you play in video games that make you want to go be violent? So, you know, not necessarily. Yeah. Like, the thing I like about video games is that you can engage in absolutely risky behavior with zero real-life consequences. Right. You know, some video games you can, um, you know, parachute off the top of a skyscraper. You can you can just jump out of an airplane and see what Grand happens. Theft Auto, you can rob a bank yep. to, pur to purchase hookers and run cocaine for drug lords. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. You can play all different roles, and it's it's kind of like real life in this like little microcosm. Yeah, maybe that's what they're trying to turn real life into. Well, and some people live real life like that. It's just like who is playing what part of what story, right? You know what's insane? And oh, sorry, go. Oh no, um, go for it. You know what's insane is, um, I bet you you get to a level, a certain level. And and mm -hmm. and you just want to live life to the fullest. You don't care about the consequences, the money, because none of that matters. And I wonder if there's like real life situations where like, you know, they um, so I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about the order of angles. Order okay. of the nine angles, I think that's what it's called. Oh, I've read a bit and about that. And yeah. they are an offshoot of, I think, the Knights Templar or Freemasons. Okay. But they're their own little society, secret society, which I think that's... Side note is I think when you get to a certain height, I think that's the name of the game is secret societies. You are trying to get into these different clubs and you're trying to do different things because they require different entry fees. Right. And it's not always money because right. at this point, money doesn't For matter. Sure. Right. So what happens when a human yeah. gets to a point where money doesn't matter? Well, you got to entertain yourself another way. Right. Um, so so this order of nine yeah. angles, he was talking about how they, um, uh, you know, entry in into these is 
you're literally going out and creating just like almost chaos, right? One story that he, one mm-hmm. one thing that he was saying was like one of these guys, um, you know, like uh, like like what they would do is that they would um, all plan to to kind of take somebody out and make it look like an accident, and that was the name of the game. So they mm-hmm. would like murder yeah. somebody, but then make it look like an accident and get away with it. So they're a bunch of serial killers, right? Um, this other yeah. one, like this guy wanted, it was like initiation or whatever, but the initiation was walk up and he slit someone's throat in public. Holy cow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, the stakes get high because coming from like a psychology perspective, you have that very raw and that very primal um, animalness about you, right? Um, like, yeah. you know, violence and blood and, um, you know, basically dominance and, you know, risk versus reward. You know, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Yeah. You know, what's what's more risky than putting your own life on the line? And then, and then overcoming it, you know? Well, like, the, the average way someone goes about their life is that they, you know, don't break any major laws. They follow the rules. They gather resources over the course of their time. And any bad behavior can get those resources taken away from them. So then you have this other side of the story where you're either brought up into a situation where you're beyond consequences or it doesn't matter. Like once you've done so many bad things, all your shit can be taken away from you at a moment's notice. So then what would be the virtue for those people to all of a sudden start behaving properly? Because they're the, the first set of people, they're going to keep behaving properly. They don't want their resources and then their lives ruined that they've created. The second people, once they cross a line, there's no reason for them to really go back to being good because the stuff they've done up to this point um, can get all their shit taken away from them anyway. Right. Right. Um... Yeah, but that's the thing I love the most about video games is that definitely you can be other people, you can play part of stories, you can um, do very risky things with no real-life consequences. Uh, Unless, like, it's a Black Mirror story where in some other dimension what you're really doing in your video game is affecting another dimension, because that would be crazy. So... So I was thinking about this with, um, because like one of my main, um, worlds that I live in right now is, I don't know how crazy that sounds to living in different worlds, whatever, but one of my main worlds that I live in right now is technocracy, right? Um, yeah. that is like one of the major plugins that I have in my life right now. So every time I see something. Or every time I hear something or experience something, I, I, I look at it through the lens of technocracy, right? Exi- mm-hmm. How they'd use technology to control Yeah, people. like, um, you know, mm-hmm. all these businesses shutting down, right? Um, you know, yeah. I look at it through the technocracy lens and I see, um, you know, it's efficiency. Because these businesses that are shutting down... You know they're not really one efficient in in society and two not you know not really productive or needed you know what i mean uh the two major ones are is the bar industry and the restaurant industry right i worked in the restaurant industry i know mm-hmm. how wasteful it is on both sides yeah it's pretty wasteful. it's wasteful mm-hmm. on the company side and it's wasteful on the customer side right Right, um, like the grocery just, store. Yeah, exactly. You know how you have all this prepackaged meat that's right. already there, hoping that someone comes along to buy it before it rots. Dude, I would. So I used to work for a beer distributor, and uh, we mm-hmm. would have to like deliver to like all the big stores and stuff, 
I mean, we deliver it everywhere, right? Bars and right. stuff. But like the big stores, like Walmart and Safeways and Albertsons, when mm-hmm. it was around, and um, you know, yada yada, King Supers, and you know, all you know, all the you know, Costco and all these big places, right? And um, yeah, the interesting thing is if you go out back to these stores, you will see grocery carts full of food lined up mm-hmm. like i remember one time we were right we're at this safeways delivering food or delivering beer and like we you know like delivering beer you got to go in the back where all the other vendors go and blah, blah whatever so 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 you mm-hmm. don't see what customers see you see the back work, workings of it right and um right. Uh, there would always be so this is a safeway in a small town of maybe 10,000 people, right? Okay. Um, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe 15,000 people, right? It was about half the size of where I, where I was from. And um, okay. you, so there would be carts, I don't know, 20 to 30 carts, grocery carts, in the back of this store, outside, full of food, waiting to be thrown away. Because yeah. the stuff wasn't even that bad. It was either close to date, it expired that day, or it was a couple of days old. But it was still good. We would rummage through it and, right. and like grab food out of there for like, you know, the warehouse or like the rest of the trucks or whatever. We weren't really supposed to do it, I don't think. But but the yeah, they tried to outlaw but the manager that really didn't care. Right, right. Them, yeah. But the manager really didn't care. Like. Um, you know, like you get to know these people like on a personal level, and like rules kind of. I'm not really gonna say go out the window, but like you know, things are a little bit more laxed. Well, you know? well, any job that anyone has is, they can find a way to manipulate. Yeah, right. right. And the inner workings right. of it, and you know what's what's serious right. and what's not, as far as like the company right. line. Yeah, yeah, because we would be like, you're gonna throw it away anyway. You know, so can we just grab whatever? Mm-hmm. And um, and they didn't really right. tell us yes or no, so we just did it, and we did it when they weren't looking, and at the same time they knew what we were doing, but if they didn't see it, you know, plausible deniability, like you know, if they didn't see it, yeah. they don't catch us, blah blah blah, whatever. But they're also not like out following us and trying to catch us, right? So we would, yeah, they're not right. right. To so we would just take food, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't a lot yeah. of food. It was like you know a couple things of muffins and you know, you know, a thing of bread or I don't know whatever was like in those in the carts. A lot of it was like bakery stuff and you know it wasn't like fruits and vegetables well, or anything. It was like packaged stuff. Well, and if anything, if there was any common sense to the whole situation, like that food would immediately go to the homeless shelter. Every oh, single every day. single day, right, right. So, you know, well, so then, then you solve one problem right. by, with, right. you know, by solving another problem. Um, and it was, it got me thinking because I never saw that, right? I never knew that existed, and and I'm a person that grew up in, um in a in an environment where the food bank was a common thing right yeah uh, food stamps were common um in you know this was before like like those you know like those debit cards like you know like those food stamp debit cards um you know right. we would have food stamps and they come like in little booklets and uh you would just tear yeah. them and like they would be you know valued at different things like a dollar five dollars ten dollars whatever and um, mm-hmm. and some places would give you money, cash money back. So if you bought something with a ten dollar food stamp, you know, say it was like three bucks, they would give you seven dollars in cash change. I don't know if oh, they were right. supposed to do that or whatever, but 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 they would do it, right? Some places mm-hmm. would. Um, but um, you know, so growing up in that environment, seeing all that food in the back of that store like uh, hit me different than it did I think the guy that I was with right 
because right. to me it didn't make any sense. It's like, uh, you know, because like we would go to the food bank and and the place I was from, like 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 the food bank was never short on food, right? But bigger areas like yeah. here, I I could see how how some food banks have like, you know, shortage of food or whatever, right? But right. um, you know, like like it's it it's interesting how you know you can't go to the back of this store and grab this food because you'll get in trouble but they but then it's just rotting and wasting and it's inefficiency from the top to the bottom like you're making too much stuff in case people might buy it and all we see is this illusion of all the vegetables laid out perfect and you know they even spray them with water to create an idea of more freshness um you know how every once in a while they have the water yeah. spraying and then it, it makes them shinier yeah. and look fancier so there's people constantly taking the rotten stuff out but usually in the night shift um so like uh so i was thinking like you know they you can't go in the back of the store and just grab the food you get in trouble but what they can do is they can donate it to a place that place can come there you that, go yeah that exactly. place can come grab the food the place can box mm-hmm. the food and and ration it out. I can go to that place and yeah. get that same food for free. So how come it's illegal for me to go do it from the source? You're saving a bunch of resources to get it from point A to point B. You can just cut out that middleman and then and go get the food. But what you're doing is you are eliminating a quote unquote government program, right? But um. Should, but if you look at it from another way too, should food cost anybody anything? Because are you punishing people with money where some people don't have to buy food and the other people do? Right, right. So now you're getting into Nasara Jasara, right? The yeah. Nasara Jasara food um, deal is that essential items, which is, this is what makes me so. I am way more of a Nasara Jasara follower and believer than I am of this Trump save the world, global alliance, you know what I mean? Which I still believe in that stuff too. But but this yeah. Nasara Jasara thing keeps happening, right? Things on that list keep getting checked off. So... Well, do you think those two could be related, though? Oh, absolutely. Either, like, absolutely. they're, they're exactly Somebody has to be ushering in. Might right. be Somebody has to be ushering in. Something right. has to be. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, in this, um, uh, so the essential thing, right? So, Nassar Jassara says that essential items, which nobody even knew what essential items were until COVID, because now, now there's a list of what's essential and what's non-essential, right? And yeah, like rice and beans, basically. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and like the the essential stuff is being shifted, and the non-essential stuff is being weeded out, right? So if you take it to a larger scale, it's right. non-essential businesses and essential businesses, right? Which yeah, I I think there should be some kind of balance because that's what I thought too at the beginning of the pandemic there. We, we lived at this in this like high level economy to where anybody could have this random business. So take restaurants, for example, you go to some restaurants and they're like terrible. You know, there's no, not pride of um, of work ethic. You can tell in the food because I've worked as a cook before. I worked in all sorts of different jobs before. So you can tell when you eat a meal if whoever prepared it has pride in their job. I can just tell. Um, and so that's one area where there's just all these restaurants that have like mediocre to not so great food. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, so this is going to weed out all of those, right? So now we can have like medium to high level restaurants left after this. So I can see that part of it, but then I can also see this getting out of hand where only Amazon and Walmart exists. Right, right. So, so this is why I always have technocracy playing in the background. Because me personally, mm-hmm. I think that's what's coming. I think that's, I think that's what they're shifting to, and and it's either going to shift to 
a global enslavement or or a global golden age, right? Um, yeah. So how the... Yeah, if technology could be used for the good, then that's perfect. Right. If it's used to depopulate 90% of the planet and, you know, make us all, like, mind slaves in the Matrix, then not, right. you know. But I could see it used for either way. Right, right. Like, all those Black Mirror stories, cautionary tales of the hell right. that it right. can cause. And then we don't have very good science fiction stories right now telling about the Golden Age right. part of it, right? Well... I'm also on board with, like, the technocracy, like, the, not, not total, in, in, not total enslavement, but, like, humans mm-hmm. can't be trusted. You can't trust humans. I don't know. We've talked about this before, and there's one idea that humans can't be trusted, and then there's the other idea that we're being ho- told that humans can't be trusted. Because the majority of people I meet are not bad. No, right, right, right. But what I'm saying, though... So there, there's not very many evil people, right. and they could be trusted, you know, if our society was structured a bit differently. Like, I, I think that we're being told, like, it's being drilled into our minds that humans are evil, and they can't be trusted, and, you know, we, you know we're like a virus. Right, right. So, so, yes, individually, most humans are good. They're good people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know... I know that we, you know, side more with the the right point of views right now than we do the left. But when I was on the left, I I I saw more of their views than I did with the right. But at the end of the day, they were all just good people. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I have friends on both sides, right? I might not agree with how they're yeah. seeing things, or you know. Maybe I am just down a different information hole than they are, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, yeah, there's a lot of things I agree with about the left side of thinking. Like, you know, um, I think that's more of like how society could be viewed in a perfect light if society was restructured a bit to, um. You know, to a place where society as a whole, like you're saying, could be trusted more. So individuals aren't necessarily evil, but say like the idea of um, open borders, right? So if society as a whole could be trusted that we're all going to, you know, get along and then the resources are not, you know, kept from one group of people people have all this other stuff. I mean, it's just this fight between, um, you know, I think it's like a, a cool idea in the future, but it can't work right now. And that's why there's a separation because there's this idea between capitalism, like we were talking about before, can, is Twitter allowed to just kick whoever they want off of their business? Yes, because we live in capitalist society. So they made a platform so successful that Everyone uses their social media, and it's a business, and they can do whatever they want with their personal right. business. So there's that part of it. So then you have these budding heads. So should society be totally open and free? But then that leads to socialism and communism and the idea that everyone doesn't have to contribute equally to a society, and they still get the rewards of the people who are working hard and contributing. Right. So... Those are the two ideas that clash. Like, if everyone contributed equally, whatever we decide that that means, you know, like, back to the idea that when you're, like, a little kid, in in my, like, ideal society, and I've talked to my friend about this before, is, like, you're, like, a little tiny kid, like, four or five, and you start figuring out what that kid is interested in so that our society grows more into everyone's doing what they want to be doing. And, you know, a football player is not getting paid, um, you know, $50 million compared to, say, even a doctor or a teacher or so on and so on. So that's the whole idea. Like, whatever jobs you pick have such pay discrepancies that it, it would be hard to have a society where everyone's doing exactly what they want because everyone's so money motivated. Right. Um, no, right, right. So, so... 
so this is why I say humans can't be trusted and I'm for the technocracy thing for what you were just saying. Okay. Is so what happens um uh what happens is that you give humans all this freedom all this abundance right in america people in their minds think they're free um and you know really all over the world right i mean there's some places that aren't free there's some places that are more free but we're not helping any like like uh like like for example in america where we think we're free we're not out trying to stop the genocides around the world or slot or or even I mean, we had this giant Black Lives Matters movement, you know, all about slavery mm-hmm. in this country, when there's literally no African-American that's a slave in this country that they know of. Technically, we're all slaves, mm-hmm. and 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 we're all owned. To money and society right. and all well, that stuff. Well, yeah. we're, all, we're all owned, because people are starting to realize now that we're a corporation, not a country, right? So, but... Yeah. But, but that's some... Um, you know, deeper level thinking, the surface level, what most people think is there is no slavery, right? We all have the freedom to do what we want here. We all have the freedom of opportunity. Well, it's not like an organized structure. Right. I think there are people that are kidnapped right exactly. now that are being held against right. their will. So, but it's not a big organ. You, and maybe that is a big underground organized structure that we're trying to dismantle the whole human trafficking thing. So that could be like modern day slavery that but people the idea um the old idea of slavery had is not the current idea of what is actually happening right like um so so but we're not out trying to actually free the other slaves of the world right we're not trying to you know better third world countries that literally don't have drinking water that don't have basic... Well, like as a government or an organized unit or like I mean, individuals... I mean U.S. Like citizens. You and me right, aren't... Right, Like you and me aren't traveling somewhere right. to be like, you know, give give food to the homeless people in a different country. Is that what you mean? Um, well... Because how does take that it a work as a society? Right. Like, I'm going to take it a step farther. Okay. I'm going to take it... What I'm saying is right here in America... Like, we're not mm-hmm. acquiring skills and then moving to a, a, a place and teaching those skills, right? I know this sounds biblical, um, but I'm not meaning it to be because I'm not religious at all. But, you know, Jesus was like, um, you know, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime, right? Us throwing money okay. at, at, at these bullshit fucking, like, Sarah McLaughlin commercials— you know, seeing all these mm-hmm. like money Ethiopian laundering. kids, money right? Laundering. That's money laundering. Don't give your money to that fucking bullshit because it doesn't even mm-hmm. reach those fucking people, right? They don't need money. They well, need something like wasn't it? Most of the charities in our country, um, like, give ten percent to the actual charities, and the other ninety percent is paid to the administrative um, salaries. Yes. So someone who runs a giant organization that is supposed to be giving their money to a cause, they spend 90% of their money on average paying salaries of people to run that organization, making millions and millions and millions of dollars in salary a year. So that should that should be another regulation. If you are a not-for-profit place, there should be a salary cap and nobody should be making a million dollars a year if you're running a donate money to me for a certain cause thing, place. Right. Um, side note on this, you want to hear... Uh, so I, I, I used to work with this guy, right? And he started a an app, a charity app, right? That it was yeah. basically a central hub for charities. Like, like you go to his... So he was the middleman, right? Like, like you would go to his app, um, and it it's called um, oh fuck, I'm gonna forget it. Uh, I'll look up here in a sec. Um, but you basic, 
Like similar to GoFundMe. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So like you go to these sites, um, and it has all these charities listed, and you can go in there and you can have it like deducted out of your bank account for however much you want a month, okay. blah blah blah, whatever. And I'm like, right. So I remember working with them, whatever, and we and we would always kind of talk about it and stuff. And uh, you know, I was like, because me being down this fucking conspiracy rabbit holes as I am, right, or like not trusting of the government yeah. or not trusting of anything, right. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I was just starting to learn about Hillary Clinton and Haiti at the time. And this was like two oh, years ago, yeah. right? Um, total, total shit, shit show. show, right? Right. The whole, that's a whole scandal, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, bigger than a lot of people imagine because a lot of people don't even know it's a scandal, but yes, go on. Um, yeah. So I was like, I was like, you know what they, you know what you should do, design an an app or whatever where people, if they go through your charities that you have on your, you have on your app, whatever, they can track Mm -hmm. their dollar amount all the way through. Right. Um. And. uh, So that's getting into like technocracy would be a good thing because you have that blockchain. Um, you know, like money that can't be messed with. Yes. Money that can be tracked from start to finish. Um, right, right. So you could track where your money goes the entire fucking time. So, so say you donate a hundred bucks to the kids, at, uh, you know, a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, right? It's supposed to be feeding children. Right. So you donate the hundred bucks and then. It shows that you it, it went from your bank account to this bank account, right? Of uh, of the charity, mm-hmm. nonprofit, whatever, right? Then, when the money gets moved from that account to whatever, it shows it again, and and but say this time when it moved, it's you know it's ninety five dollars because the five dollars stayed at that first organization for whatever fees or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It could be any number. I'm just trying to keep it. So so now you're at $95, right? Then when it moves again, say, you know, and, and then that $5, it will track where it's going, right? Where it went to, for what reason, right? And I... But then do you just come up with this thing where people are, um, you know, because there used to be this thing. Um, my cousin was into it. So it was like, donate money to... Um, a child in Africa or whatever. And then they send you a picture and the little kid writes you a note saying like, um, you know, how, how the money helped you. Then does that become another like movie production thing where it's just all a bunch of lies? Like, do we know if that's real? Right. No, right, right. So, so like with this, you know, in the background with this technocracy thing going on, that's blockchain. Right, it will mm-hmm. track right. every single movement of that, and it will be for public display, right? Well, and all most charities would crash after right. that. If people really saw yep. that money from start to yep. finish, yep. there would be no more people giving money yep. to that. Like, there's this interesting meme my my friend had the other day, and it it was like Jesus talking to a bunch of people like around in a circle, and he's like. Um, I said, feed the poor. I said, give money to the poor. And then someone said, but Jesus, why don't we just give it to the Romans so that they can distribute it to the poor? So it was like this whole idea of like, yes, help poor people, but people's idea is, oh, give it to the government and society in tax money, expecting them to help poor people instead. Right, right. So it was pretty, pretty so, interesting. So with like this blockchain stuff, like like you could literally track that. So when I was talking about like you know tracking all of this money stuff, like um, I don't think he was. I mean, I mean his app isn't that, so he obviously wasn't interested in in, in that venture of it. But but that's mm-hmm. the most you know that's like a way that you could really help people is like see where this money goes, and then and then all of the um uh I think it was called like go donate or something. Mm-hmm. Or like 
something like that. Yogo but donate. Then if you don't go somewhere physically to see the results, then how do you, how do we know anything is happening in another part right. of the world if we're just exactly. being lied to exactly. about everything? So like, like this whole thing, like did did we really send troops <laughs> to Syria? We don't know. Yeah, we're just like, being have, have you or me went to Syria to go figure this out? Nope, I sure haven't. Right. I don't know what what the f is going on. Um, the closest thing that I have to that is I listened to this podcast and they had a lady on there that actually lives over there, and she's been over there for a year. Right, and she's like, "You guys are fucking killing this country." Like mm-hmm. uh, America under the Trump, like a like a, she's not a fan of Trump because she's like. She's right. like, you guys see all this stuff over there, but under the Trump administration, um, he, he, uh, the Trump, so with Obama's administration, he brought in troops to Syria, right? That, that, that okay. was a whole Assad, um, chemical warf, you know, he was like bombing his own people with chemicals. And then, you know, we sent troops over to, to help his people because you can't be doing that to your own people, right? Well, we made a red but, line that we kept letting them right, 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 cross. Right. But the, that was but the, the chemical attacks yeah. were done by us, by us, um, oh, by okay. by the Obama administration, right? Well, maybe. Um, yeah, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, we don't really know. Well, like, I'll I'll try to um, send you these. I'll try to find these podcasts. Um, yeah, and, and it's I'll cool. send them to you. Like I understand what you're saying, and that might be the best information we have, but we don't know if that lady is motivated by something, or if she's real, or if she really lives there. We don't. Oh, right, I right, mean, right, right. Just like someone. That's what I'm saying. Like, like this is the you closest. and me are talking on a right. podcast. Right, right. Yeah, you and me are talking, and people can hear information. I don't know if that's true or not. Right. right? Someone listening to it. So we don't know if anything is right. true. Unless we saw it with our own eyes, right. and then it still could be a manipulation of stories. Right, right. Well, well, the Syrian thing. I mean, I mean, yes, the the the, the news can lie too and stuff, but but you know, um, when Syria was getting um, uh, when when Assad was supposedly attacking his own people, there was a huge refugee movement out of Syria. There was a huge exodus, mm-hmm. right? And they were interviewing I was watching Vice. Um Vice actually followed <laughs> the movement. Um this is like when I was kind of a big follower of Vice. I'm not really anymore because I think that they've maybe sold out a bit or maybe been infiltrated and okay. compromised. But this is when like Children of the Drones came out was another Vice thing where okay. they um have you ever heard of Children of the Drones? So, where the people? Uh, yeah, oh, so, um, so like, um, this is where I got off of Obama, right? Um, okay. So the nine eleven thing, I that that was Bush, right? And I started to find out a lot about Bush. That led me into mm-hmm. Obama, right? Now Obama, right, was the he he was the drone master, right? He fucking executed oh, yeah. a lot of drone strikes, right? That, that, that killed a lot of innocents. And got a Nobel, got Peace, Nobel Prize. Peace Prize, right? So mm-hmm. there's this Vice um, deal that they put out. It was called Children of the Drones. And 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 what right. they were doing, what they were doing was uh, they were, like, bombing um, these places, drones, right? And... Um, uh, the the people of this place they weren't against America they right and 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 they probably weren't necessarily for America either they just their the place they lived is what they wanted right um but these um uh you know the terrorists or whatever right um and I use that term very loosely, right? Fucking terrorist. Uh, so we yeah. would send drones in to take out these terrorists. Well, what we were doing, we, we were bombing and decimating these villages, right? Schools and yeah. and places of of gathering. Dude, we, 
we took out a wedding to get one of these card members. A wedding. Yeah, so, I read and saw stuff like that too. But that leads me to think with everything that has gone on in the last year, do we know if that is true? Well, so... Like, did we go there? Did we see it? Did we get bombed ourselves? I don't really know. Right, right, right. Um, what if we're just here in America and we don't, we're just being told what they want us to think about stuff that's happening in other places? And I know information is, you know, people can do personal, you know, like we are the news type of stuff. So you can make videos, put them on the internet, so on and so on. So, I don't know. I see what you mean. And, uh, yeah, I think it's horrendous. You know, bone like drone bombing places and stuff and war in general because it just feeds this big war machine. But I don't know really what to believe about anything that we see. Right, right. So... Because what if it's all a giant movie to manipulate our thoughts? To to manipulate the American people, right? So, 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 yeah. so the podcast that I listen to, um, so, um, let's see, uh, oh, so, so, I'll come back to that. The children of the drones thing is, we would bomb these places with drones, obviously, whatever, and. The people yeah. were like, well, it wasn't the terrorist group and the radical group that we don't like either killed our brother, yeah, mother, want, son, like father, either, whatever. It was mm-hmm. that drone that we know is U.S. tech or or U.S. Mm-hmm. allied tech, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily from U.S. It could be Israeli. It could be, uh, you know... Uh, UK, it could be Australia, it could be, you know, any of the allies, right? Any of the five eyes. Or it could be stealing weapons from these places and pretending like it's other people, too. Right. That goes on a lot, right, too, right. I think. Uh, Pearl Harbor, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like Pearl Harbor supposedly wasn't bombed by Japanese. It was bombed by our own planes that, that, were, that they were told were Japanese. Like an old-time false old-time, flag or right, something. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, so then these, so then the people wanted revenge because that's a natural human impulsive move. So they started joining these terrorist groups. So it turns, turns out, turns out more terrorists, but now, now this whole thing gets so deep. I'm a fan of these, uh, of these globalists, right? Like, like, uh. I'm not a fan of the results because it ends like in death and destruction, manipulation, all this kind of bad stuff. Imposing wills, right? I'm not for imposing a will on onto something else, right? But I am a fanboy yeah. of the intellectual side of this. How smart they are. Like how they psychologically right, manipulate right. everyone. So Yeah, it's pretty so, intense. It's pretty So serious. what they were doing was they were bombing these places and they were forcing because they couldn't get recruitment regularly, right? Because you you would have to be an extremist to want to be into one of these groups, right? But so they needed to radicalize yeah. you, and they do that through trauma. And what's the worst trauma than yep. being attacked and losing a loved one? Instantly, trauma based mind trauma based mind control. Instantly, they have you because now you're thinking emotionally, and they and they know that. And emotions are easily are more easily to manipulate than a logical thinking person, right? Right. That's why this whole COVID pandemic right. is so successful right. Every, because it preys on yep. everyone's fear of dying. Everything happening in this country right now, when it started happening, did did not surprise me. These riots, these burnings, these all this craziness did not surprise me because. Following the children of the drones, following what's going on in the Middle East, following what, you know, Assad chemical bombed his own people. We went in for the savior. But what that meant was that now we can occupy, you know, military in in Syria or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. so this is the machine working. Right. And this machine is very fucking good. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the, this other thing. It, it's called the economic hitman. Um, and, and it talks about how we, 
how 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 th- so they use the American model to go in and take over countries because once our right. military's in there, then eventually follows quote unquote democracy and freedom. But we know where that comes from, right? We know that these smartmatic machines and they, uh, they pick the leaders yeah. and they right. they yep. support yep. whoever yep. they also, want to put in Also power. what follows is Western tradition. You have McDonald's, Starbucks uh, people are now buying things on Christmas that never celebrated Christmas before, but now they're out purchasing things on Christmas. Now, now you have people wanting to purchase things, right? So you're going into these places and you are economically stimulating it all because now you now they have the backup right. of America. But what you're doing is you're enslaving the people because now those people are going to be, start paying taxes, also, right? Right. It's a big money-making machine. Like, we talked about before how every war has a marketing campaign, you know? It's named something, like, what is that? Like, shock and awe, desert storm, um, so on, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. So we we come up with a big marketing campaign to change hearts and minds in order to keep the money flowing into this big machine. Right. Right. Because you have to make people believe in something to be like okay with war, because war is not a natural thing. I I read this thing that um, back in old time war or the military or something like people were um, would practice shooting, um, and then they would get in a real life war situation and they wouldn't shoot other humans, so they had to start making human shaped targets to train people to kill other humans because it's not a natural thing that people want to be doing. Right, that's why you have all these soldiers with PTSD. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. But they actually had to incorporate human-shaped targets into their training to force people to be able to react in war and kill other people. Um. Yeah, so, no, a- absolutely. In that Children of the Drone documentary, they... They talk about how the reason why they start using drones, um, so so they would basically radicalize these people and then they would recruit them. Happened here in America. You radicalized all every person and then you and then you split them up on teams. Every human in Amer- every American was 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 triggered, right? And then and then we were shifted off. And, you know, in into our own pens, right? You have the right left pen. Right. And then and then the right left pens got uh, sectioned off. It, it, you know, it got the right got sectioned off into the Q movement. It got sectioned off into this conspiracy world. It got sectioned. It's incredible right. to see the flow well, of you... the the giant expansion of the conspiracy world now. Like boggles my fucking right. mind eight years ago mm-hmm. six years ago talking about this eight out of the ten people nine out of the ten people would not even entertain a five-minute conversation of any of this now yeah like about nine about any of it and stuff right like about that. any of it um, yeah right mm-hmm. and i was down all conspiracies right so so right. so i was huge against the right back then because of their because they were more pro-war, right? They were ignorant to what was going on. Those towers fell, and every quote-unquote patriot wanted to go to the Middle East and rage havoc, right? And it was just like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. Yeah, I was more on the out-of-your-mind side of that when that came, because I was so upset when we decided we're going to go kill terrorists with mass you know that had the weapons of mass destruction right I, that was i like felt that in my bullshit. heart that whole thing was yep. bullshit. all of it bullshit mm-hmm. but you had so so but a lot of quote-unquote patriots now you know they just got over being racist against fucking middle eastern people boggled my fucking mind i i would get into conversations almost arguments because i wasn't that good out at, at it as i am right now about people going over there and I'm like I'm like you're telling me that 19 people are making up an entire an entire section of people 19 are are you know defining billions of people 
Those people were just radicals. And then it makes you question the whole idea of war. Like, um, the, the leaders of our country tell us to go somewhere and fight people to the death. So that's what it boils down to in the most simplest terms possible. But like, what is that about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. These people in ivory towers are fucking barking orders and dude, send them over there. You know what I mean? If they re- Game of Thrones. Well, there's not enough of them. That's what the whole thing is. It's like... Well, there is enough um, of them because and- if... it If, say, our Congress and Senate, right? A hundred people. Say, say we took a hundred of our top government officials and we sent them over mm-hmm. to fight a hundred top Chinese officials. The winner of that won. Should win the war, and that's right. how that, how war. Should, that's only a really hundred people. people. To the death, right. Then, right. right. And you put it in like the big um, pantheon or whatever that's called. You know, like the big stadium yeah. where you used right. to fight tigers right, and right. stuff. And then the politicians and the fight pol- it out with other right, politicians right. because they're the ones pushing the ideas. Like, if you believe in something right. enough, you fight fight to the death for it. I'll fucking watch it. If you lose. Fine, like we'll go with whatever the fucking Xi Jinping wants. It's whatever, but yeah, at least my leader like we went and fought now for. Him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and it's lobbyists and big money that is making these people decide what they believe in too. So, do you think that anyone normal person is writing a five thousand page bill that they're supposed to? You know, here we have this 5,000 page bill and we're going to vote on it in three hours, right? First of all, no one's reading that. Second of all, no one uh, group of people made that 5,000 pages. So what I believe is that the lobbyists are the ones writing these bills. So you get hundreds of thousands of lobbyists writing their section of each bill trying to get money for their organizations. And that's what all that pork is what they call it when you have, um, okay, so we were talking about this the other day, like we have that COVID relief bill, right? But sandwiched somewhere in here, um, and that's kind of like a play against the dark side, I think. You sandwich like uh, alien disclosure into a bill. So instead of like a million dollars for this industry, we're saying we're going to tell you about aliens. So that's a, I don't know, just all this stuff gets put into bills. Right. Behind everyone's backs. And then you're voting on one thing, but there's all this other shit added. Right. That no one knows about, like the Patriot Act after 9-11. Um total taking away all of our rights security all that stuff nobody read that bill and voted on it because there was such a thing of fear so they created mass hysteria mass fear and then they shove that take away our rights bill like within i don't even know how many days um yeah that's that omnibus bill is fucking interesting because like who knows what they slipped into it just like the patriot act right um, mm-hmm. we still take our shoes off the airport. Like, the Patriot Act never went away. That was the other thing, right? Trump's a true patriot. Why didn't he start... To, why isn't that being dismantled? Like, a, like a, that should be the first thing you do. Because that has all of our slavery wrapped up in it. Um, right. Yeah, super right. interesting. Yeah, and how many time since that happened has anything been found in one person's shoes yeah how when's the last time we had like, a fo- what in the world is with the shoes it's all about dehumanizing people and like creating that negative energy right right so you someone like me goes to the airport that is um serious that just makes me so angry the whole process so I wait in line for someone to treat me like a maniac. Right. Um, um, go through a machine. We don't know if it's safe or not. Uh, what are you shooting uh, air at my body for? Like, what's in this machine? Is it radiation poisoning? Um, is it this? Is it 
there's a lot of bad things that go through my mind during that process. And so it raises fear levels in people like me. And then I don't know if it makes the other people feel better that are so scared of whatever terrorism. So they think it's a good thing that we're taking our belts off. We're taking our shoes off. We have to go in this machine. We don't know what it does to our body. Um, who, who knows? Um, yeah, it's, uh, um, so, so here's something interesting with that is I love the airport. Um, I fly. Yeah. Well, since COVID hit, I, um, but, but I love flying, right? Um, I love just going to the airport, you know, a few hours early, just sit, you know, I just eat an edible and just sit in a, you know, a human soup, right? And, and kind of like, yeah, people people watching whatever. And, and yeah, also what I, so mastering self is I've learned to let go of control. Right. And I know how weird this sounds, but, and I was thinking about this last time at pool, um, you know, because everybody has like, um, uh, everybody has, um, you know, like, People wear these masks. People don't wear these masks. People have to abide by these certain rules. People don't, blah, blah, whatever, right? And everybody has their own opinions on it, right? Yeah. Me, like, uh, yeah, I don't really agree with the masks because I don't think they work that well. Plus, I have to, I I work on the mask eight hours a day. It fucking sucks, right? Like, right. Uh, um, so when you're off work, you want to be done with that because you shouldn't, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, um, uh, but you know, I have learned to let go of control. So the mask thing doesn't really bother me. I don't agree with it. I think it's like something else. I don't think it helps protect against anything. Cause like none of the law, lo- none of these rules make sense. Right. Um, no, but, um, but I definitely like, uh, you know, giving up control, I'm okay with, whatever so when i'm in the airport um i love it because i just give up control because i i literally just step onto the conveyor belt of whatever system the airport has and then i just go with it you know that's if standing in line for two hours to get through security um you know being crammed in whatever you know going to the airport blah 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 whatever right wait (laughs) waiting in line for 45 minutes to order mcdonald's right um, yeah. and, uh, but this mask thing, I think that's what, you know, if you learn to give up control, it opens your eyes to a lot of things. So yes, this mask. No, I can like, see that, but there's probably something that would upset you so bad that even it upsets you. Like, so you practice all this stuff. You're like, I'm giving up control at the airport. I'm giving up control about the mask, but there's probably somewhere that society could push even you that's practice all this stuff to be where you're like, this is really jacked up. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, then you just have to have a new experience and practice it harder. So, I mean, I respect it. I appreciate it, but I think there's something that society could even push someone who's like said, I'm giving up control to where it's uncomfortable to you. Right. I mean, Kind of, I guess, like, um, uh, you know, even when it comes down to, you know, say like this, like even this like vaccine thing, right? It'll get to the point where it's just like, I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to voluntarily get it, but there will be a point where, so I put this on my Facebook um, a little while ago that was like, um, you know, when, when the... Um, you know, when this vaccine's inevitable and I've been compromised to the point where it looks like, you know, that it becomes inevitable, you know, like, do I think left arm, right arm? Do I think, you know what I mean? Um, like if they don't let you participate in one level of society and it becomes like, you just decide I have to do this to participate. Right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like, you know. It is just giving up control, you know, um, right. which, which a lot of people 
that's uncomfortable for him.